Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. Hello, and today I'm talking to Mike Michael. Mike is actually based in Florida, and he has a background in health science with a concentration of geriatric care. He has a very interesting backstory that brought him onto the project that he's working on now, which is super interesting. So, Mike, explain about your background and how you got into what you're doing now. Uh, well, I uh, thank you so much, uh, Ruth. And like many of us as care professionals and caregivers, particularly caregivers, uh, I end up in this space uh, on accident, I guess you can say. It wasn't something that was planned in life. And as I was going through my schooling, I end up uh, wanting to explore um, the in-home care space and see how that, that looks from a different um, vantage point. And I end up running into uh, an older gentleman that ended up becoming a, a great friend of mine. You know, it's like his his last six years of his life was like the beginning six years of my life. It, it was a magical thing. And essentially, I ran into a multitude of problems. And the, and the main problem that I think many of us who hire outside providers to come into the home to provide care for our loved one is the tedious task of onboarding and training new professionals coming into the home. We want personalized care, we truly want that. And I think uh, that is where my journey began. And I attempted to solve that, like we all do, by myself. And my body ended up shutting down. I was forced to be away for four days and only got up twice to urinate. It was like, man, I have to do something better to take care of myself and take care of this friend of mine. Okay, that's so interesting. And you're absolutely right, when you have people coming into your, your, your home or, or a home to care for a loved one, it, there is a lot of onboarding. You have to go through a, a whole load of hoops, really, uh, to make sure that people sort of understand you, the way the, the person being looked after likes things, et cetera, et cetera. So that is a bit of a task, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, it is. It is absolutely because, um, you know, it, it falls on us to begin to create systems systematic things to put in place. And in an industry that doesn't, hasn't been changed for the last two decades, um, we've all been constantly accustomed to utilizing the things that we know, which is the binders, um, us physically being there to ensure that things are being done, the sticky notes, the whiteboards. And, you know, that's kind of outdated, um, but that is what we're used to. to. And, and one thing about caregivers we are individuals that will figure out a solution to anything that we have. And I think that's, that's just what we've been doing for so long. So I'm, I would just want to present a new solution for us all. That's brilliant. We'll go into that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, the whiteboard and everything, but you know, it's true. 
things can come and go. Things can be wiped off that board accidentally. So then you're yes. stuck, completely stuck. Yes. But we'll come on to that in a minute. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, because you came to this idea through a gentleman you were looking after. So tell us about him. Ah, Doc. Uh, Doc is everything that you will imagine in, uh, in an older individual that, you know, grew up in the time frame that he grew up in. It was he taught me to be transparent, always be transparent, do as much good as you can in the world with a purpose and for as many people as you can. And I think the last thing that I took away from it is that you just have to be passionate about something in life and whatever that is, go to the fullest with it. And I think that's essentially what he did. He came from being a client to a mentor, to a friend, to like a father figure, right? And all those um, transparent steps and it was very difficult during uh, losing him during COVID because, you know, there's a lot of restrictions. I didn't have the opportunity to say the goodbyes how I wanted to because it's limited to, you know, fam- close families and friends. And it's, o- it's only 10, right? This is a well-known individual, very popular, head of hospitals and stuff like that. And it was just an emotional situation. So he, he, was, he was everything. He was everything to me, for me personally. He was everything to me. Um, he taught me a lot. And I am where I am today because of the lessons that I learned from him just, just about life, about um, being a provider, being a, a thought-provoking leader and um, leading with your actions and just not your words. That is absolutely brilliant. I love that. I really do. So you were looking after him in a care home or in his own home? Uh, we, um, when I first originally met him, it was at uh, LTC in a long-term care facility. Um, and you know, that, that experience didn't go too well. <laughs> that experience didn't go too well because when you go into these nursing, skilled nursing facilities and these LCCs, uh, the first solution to everything is medication. And he was essentially not himself. And, and that's a whole different topic, it, but he was not himself. And I was like, I don't, I, you know what? I don't want this experience anymore. And that's what converted me to go into the home care space. Two weeks later, the very first person <laughs> that I'm sent now to <laughs> is him. <laughs> That's the very first home. <laughs> very that first home. That was meant home. to be. That was, that meant, was meant to be. To be. Like, it was one of those things that was meant to be. I hopped around a little bit um, once I even got sent out to that. But I was like, ah, there was a reason for that. So I end up um, seeing the, the problems that him and his family was going through once again, but just have a multitude of people come in having this consistency and how that led to a lot of his, um, his health issues declining faster than they needed to decline. And then that's when I stepped in and, and took on that role as a case management um, in that role. And then that's when, you know, the, the light bulb switch kind of happened um, and my body ended up shutting down, you know, and it's like, wow, this is a lot. Now imagine somebody who has to do this 24 seven. And, and that's essentially what it became to, because it became more than just a job. It became like every waking moment. You're thinking about this, is this person okay? When you leave, is, is, is the next person, do they know what to do? Are they going to do what they're supposed to do? And, and, and it was a constant, it, it's, it's really is a, a full embodiment of physical, mental, and emotional. <laughs> that truly is. All three of those collided with me because every waking moment, you know, I was wondering, was my friend okay? Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right. When, when you're a family caregiver or looking after somebody 24 seven or actually as in my case I wasn't I haven't been looking after my parents 24 seven but I've been um sort of from a distance looking after them 
from in that way. And even mm-hmm. that is emotionally draining and, and just, yes. you know, all the paperwork and everything you have to do. It's not just, you know, being there, giving people something to eat and making sure they're comfortable and sitting watching television with them. It's everything. You're literally running other people's lives. Absolutely. As well as your own. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, to, and to say find a balance in that, it's very difficult to truly, honestly, you know, people say it all the time, find time for self-love and time finds for self-care. It's truly difficult to do that if everyone is not working together. And that's the point where I'm at. Like, where did we veer? Where did we go left? Where did we go wrong? And just the healthcare system alone, where we're putting families and their loved ones on the back burner to compensation, right? We're, we're, we're putting us last now. And it's like, Forget about the conversation. We all need to communicate. Everybody wants to bring things in-house. Hospitals want to bring things in-house. Home care agencies don't want to deal with this facility and that facility. And and, and it's only one person, two people, that's having the short end of the stick. That's you as a family caregiver and your loved one. And that's not fair. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. So tell me, how did all this experience that you, you had bring you to your exciting project? This, it all added up (laughs) in a miraculous way where over time, especially as caregivers, it's hard to focus on yourself and focus on problems that you have because we are in a survival state, right, of mind. And getting onto this project essentially was not to start a, a company. It was really this cycle that I think that we all go through as caregivers, which is this revolving door of problems that we have. But because we're in survival mode, we really don't see the the full weight that's bearing down on us, right? It's put out this fire, look up, and and how are we going to put out the next fire? And that's a space that we're in and that we're still in. And that I think that's what prompted me to create a better solution. And for my particular journey, I was putting out fires but I would always have to go back and put out that fire because it was always reunited, which means every time a new person came about, that same fire came up about again. And the self-care aspect, it just hit me one day. I could not move. Like my body just shut down on me. And it's like, wow, I, what's about to happen to me is the same thing I don't want to happen to my friend, right? I did not want to step away, right? That was the scariest part. If I stepped away, it's, it's going to crumble. It's, it's not going to go well. And in addition to that and my background um, from college, which is uh, geriatric care and and pre-physical therapy, I I did a lot of time in uh, rehab centers, right? So I knew the importance of proper mechanics. I knew the importance of a certain structure on how you um, facilitate certain information to elderly individuals, diabetic individuals, and how that was created and that I, I encompassed all that within the application which is essentially now called care training and care training tell us about it what uh, is it doing what does it offer yeah so it, yes and, and that's essentially what led to the application that we have which is called care trainer it is a solution to help families to quickly onboard new caregivers right it is personalized caregiver walkthroughs for in-home care and families can get it in four easy steps. Once you download the app, tell us more about your loved one. Add doctors, add medications. And as we know, this is physically done with a binder. Next, you'll move over to our calendar feature. 
Families can then put in their loved one's daily routine and one-off events. And this is currently done with the whiteboards that we spoke about in the sticky notes, right? And once this is done, you'll move over to our walking and training module, which is divided into four sections of the home. And families can then go and create 90-second clips, multiple 90-second clips that displays how care is provided to their loved one in their home in that particular room. And this eliminates the need to physically be present to onboard a new caregiver. And once all this is done, you would share this with a new caregiver coming into your home. And that caregiver can then share real-time notes with you and see everyone else's care team notes that has been written, right? And this, that is essentially what I wanna do, right? I wanna use technology to drive human behavior and better team collaborations. And I think it starts with putting families at the center of all that. I think it's brilliant, I really do, because it, I, I'm just kind of looking back at, you know, as I said about how everything went with, with my parents, particularly my mother, when she had caregivers coming into her home. Then. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I had to obviously be there, explain things and what have you. And uh, I'm already thinking, wow, this would have been so good, <laughs> so useful. So I think it's a brilliant, brilliant thing. So it is essentially, it is just an app, isn't it? That people that is, that is and that share. Is, that is essentially, that is absolutely true. And I just had a, um, a young lady uh, message me the other day saying, you know, this process of having to onboard new caregivers is just, it's just tedious. It's, it's just too much, right? Especially when your loved one, you want to spend as much time with your loved one, especially when they're in the late stages. I want to spend as much time with her. So I don't have time to be spending time doing this. And then she mentioned that, you know, the lady forgot everything that she just told her, forgot everything, came back into the room and forgot everything in an hour. So, but I would say that we as family caregivers or care partners need to understand, and I've been on both sides, right? The family aspect and the professional standpoint is that these professionals coming into your home, they deal with multiple people, right? On a daily basis. So they can't regurgitate and remember everything that you tell them about your loved one. So when they leave, that's it. Out of sight, out of mind. Until I come back, it's like, okay, I need to try to remember what was happening here. But we need to understand, just like tying our shoes as children, it's a routine. And that routine needs to be repetitive for an individual to recall. And most of us are working two jobs. Uh, or if we're working for an agency, we're leaving one, one client to go to the next client. Hence the whole pandemic situation and why that was a big thing because the spreading of that. But nonetheless, you're leaving one house to go to the next house. Absolutely. And that was my experience of, of right. obviously and having then you, to do that. Yeah, exactly. And then as a professional, as you, as a professional working caregiver, you're probably working. You have to keep on the lights. Yeah, I think this is brilliant. How do you feel about being sort of thrust into the entrepreneurial area? That that was Oh, that's, that's been hard. That's been a hard transition because everything is truly reliant upon you and you know, the problem that you want to solve, but the biggest thing is wanting to solve the problem for an audience that knows they have the problem, but technically doesn't have the time, right? For anything, if it doesn't work automatically, right? And then in addition to that, getting someone out of the habit habit of something that they've been doing for the last 10 years 
binders, sticky notes, phone calls. Like I've been doing this. How do I, how do I get it out of you? That, that, that has been my most challenging thing. Do you find though that obviously a lot of people perhaps looking after a family member might be kind of, you know, in the older category themselves? Absolutely. To be, you know, to be nice. Actually, that's me. I'm in my <laughs> 60s. So I'm, I'm big, you know, <laughs> there's people my generation. And a lot of people um, aren't that comfortable with technology. Do you have a, a way of them sort of feeling comfortable with your, your app? Okay, I, I would absolutely say yes. We are in the the MVP stage, right? So this is this is a, a beta stage where you put out an application that you can put out with the least amount of money that can solve the problem that needs to be solved. And once again, to everyone, everything thus far has been self-funded from me, right? Um, so it is getting the application to you guys, and I think it is pretty pretty close to the point where it's seamless outside of like some uh, login issues where it's just point and go. Like, so it's everything that you've been doing thus far and it's just point and go, right? Especially with the recordings. And then when it comes to, comes to the information that you have in your binder, I do think that we can, we can make that a lot more seamless where it's just like a, a scan and then you just upload everything because that is a difficult thing too, is that the system, the healthcare system that we have now is still paper-based. So it is very difficult to tell a person when you get discharged from this hospital and they give you all these documents, oh, throw them away. No, it's like, oh, I want to keep that too. So I'm telling everyone that you can have both. But in order to get this space to the next stage, our space, our problems resolved to the next stage, we have to implement systems such as this one because it's going to begin to streamline to the major problems that we want, right? People want, especially for the care partners, they want to be compensated. And I often tell them that, no Humana, no Medicaid, no one is going to call you and say, hey, Ruth, can you fax over all your documents or all your notes in your binder for me so I can compensate you? That is the logic of thinking I need them to get into because when you look at companies that are getting compensated for doing the job that you're currently doing, right? Think of those companies. Ruth, you have a client, which is your mother, right? Ruth, you are the professional. Ruth, now how are you getting compensated? It's clearly just documentation and billing. That's the only part that you're missing in a system to do that with. And that's essentially to the point where I want to get it to. Right. Okay. I get it. I can really see how this can actually really, really simplify people's lives, basically. Definitely. Yes. Because we got to think about not only your parents now, right? Because regardless of what anybody does or if nobody else comes into the space to want to change it, Ruth is done a tremendous job. Will the stress level be high? Yes. But Ruth is going to do a tremendous job of caring for her parents. The job now, the bigger problem is, and the broader issue is, how can we begin to attract and retain younger tech-savvy individuals in this space? Because those individuals are going to be people who take care of who? The roots of the world and everyone else. That's, that's the problem that we have to begin to plug in because we have, we have the first portion, and I think that's care partners. Getting those unpaid individuals to get paid and do the job that they're doing, I think that that, that alleviates some of the stress. Now you got to think further ahead and how do you attract and do this? And that's a whole different uh, topic, Ruth, because uh, people coming into space, professional workers, are not set up for success any longer. When you think about 30 years ago, those individuals took 
eight months of schooling. You know what that is now? That's two to three weeks of schooling now, all dwindled down to ADLs. You were setting that person up for success in the past to not be in this space for too long and to, to go up the ladder, right? To become a nurse, to become an LPN. That's, that's no longer the case now. They have to change that. It's actually the same over here yeah. in the UK. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Because talking to people in the care home where my mother now is, um, it used to be nurses who would be who would have been looking after all the residents there. Mm-hmm. Now it's not. It's people who have not had the amount of training. They've not been given the time to train. And then they're thrust into the actual job with probably, I mean, I'm speaking off the top of my head, maybe a quarter of the training. Absolutely. People from, I don't know, a decade or so ago had. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, that is a problem that needs to be fixed. And I think a portion of that has to be with communication with, you know, the politicians and stuff like that. And we, we see how that life cycle goes, right? And I always tell people, especially on my social media, that we cannot wait for anyone outside of this space to understand, to have the sense of urgency to solve our problems. Because if you really think about it, Ruth, you nor I cared about dementia, Alzheimer's, or any of that before until it affected us directly. True. Right? And we're trying to make this aware to people who it does not affect. I think care partners and people who it affects, we know it's the problem. Now we need solutions to those problems. And I think that's where... That, that's why I tether that fence a lot. Like awareness, I don't no longer think awareness is an issue. If you're affected by it, you know it. That's why, hence, the family members are so much ed, more educated than the doctors, the nurses, and the LPNs and the CNAs. And that's that's why, because we're affected by it. And now we're on this go mode to try to figure it out, and we're educating ourselves. Absolutely, we are, and, and it's true. Even the doctors can't really tell you exactly what's going on and be of help. I've I've seen that actually you know myself basically exactly right so yeah you're right and yeah it is it's it's an ongoing issue it's an ongoing problem um but mike i want to thank you so much for explaining this now how can people find you get hold of the app where are you where where can they go certainly um if you're interested you can get in contact with me on all social media platforms and that's at the Caregiver guy, all one word. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the caregiver guy. Or you can email me at Mike, that's M I K E, at care trainer, that is C A R E T R A I N R dot com. And on all my social media platforms, you'll see a link in my bio. And if you click on that link, you will have access to several pieces of um, information. One is the app tutorial that was done by a third party, Dr. Julia Fiata. Um, you'll get a link to, to download the application itself and some additional information. And what is the cost to people of using your app? Uh, once you get a 30 day uh, free trial, but if you want to surpass that once you get into the information, it is $12.99 a monthly subscription for it. Um, once again, guys, I want you to think of this as a system, a tool to systematically put things in place for you. Because as I told you, I've been through the caregiver burnout phase, right? I've been to the, the, the tail end of it, right? 
which is no, I'm not, I'm feeling weary. No, I, I, my body is shut down. It's forced me to do certain things. And I want you to put, think of it as putting a system in place that allows you to remove yourself for a duration of time to save you that time to begin to do more self-care. And my ultimate goal, once again, is to ultimately attract more younger tech savvy individuals into the space to take care of our next generation of elderly population. But it's also to get uh, the unpaid workers that do so much tremendous things, uh, care partners, to get them compensated. And that system starts with um, proving out this concept now. That's brilliant. And honestly, I think that's very reasonable because let's face it, it's probably around about the same price as Netflix. Yes, 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 absolutely. Which it might be fun, but it doesn't actually help you. (laughs) Absolutely. Good way to put it. Good way to put it. Anyway, Mike, thank you so much for your time. And um, we'll obviously put all this in the show notes. And so if anybody wants to get in touch with Mike, you now know where he is. And it's worth having a chat to him and finding out more, even if you know, nothing comes from it. But honestly, I recommend having a chat with him because it's, I think it's a brilliant idea. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. Uh, and thank you for... Uh, another great conversation thank you thank you bye thank you for listening and don't forget if you like this episode please head over to apple podcasts and leave me a five-star review it really helps see you next time